you know, I knew of Bruce Springsteen. I knew certain songs. I could hear him on the radio. I knew he was from New Jersey. Kind of, kind of that. The, the moment that I call my, uh, my John Landau where <laughs> I was hearing music for the very first time, it, probably like a lot of people in my generation was born in the USA. And it, believe it or not, it was a song that now that I've got it into Bruce, I probably wouldn't even have it in my top 50, <laughs> if not even 100, but it was Cover Me. Believe it or not, I heard, I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is, this is, you know, this is Bruce Springsteen. And then we, you know, I started listening to it in, in Darlington County and Born in the USA, obviously, downbound train. I was like, this is amazing music. And, and what, what appealed to me, and I, I probably didn't use these words then, but it's probably what I was thinking, which wasn't mature enough. While you had, and if, if you remember that, that my high school years was also the big hair metal days, right? When that, when that mm-hmm. was going. And a lot of that music was what I would call about, you know, was about sex, right? Or about, Bruce Springsteen's music was about the guy chasing the girl. He didn't quite get her yet. It was about, you know, I saw my dad get, my dad was a blue collar guy. So I saw him get up every day and go to work and come home late with, his, you know, dirty clothes and his dirty boots. It was very relatable. And, you know, it, it was like he was... Like he was, yeah, I saw like so many of us, it was like he was speaking to me. Like this was direct message to me. And I remember said, all right, I got to get, I got to get more, more albums. I got to start listening to more. And interestingly, I remember, okay, let's, let's start at the beginning. And I don't know if people, a lot of people had this, this uh, uh, reaction. When I put greetings on, it was so different than born in the USA. I was blown away that this is the same artist and, and, it, it just, it just, from that moment, I, I say it was, it was a love affair that's gone on for, for 30 something years. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. Joining me tonight is a fellow Texan, not, I guess, just a couple hours away from here, Mark? About three and a half. Three yeah, and a half. yeah. Mark is joining me. Uh, I am thrilled. We met each other online. He raised his hand and said, hey, I'd love to talk to Bruce. And so welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you very much, Jesse. Appreciate it. So tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, actually, uh, on a Bruce podcast, interestingly enough, I was born and raised in New Jersey, in Kearney, New Jersey, Good. about an hour and 10 minutes north of Asbury Park. Okay. Uh, so that's where I, I guess the love affair with Bruce began and then been in Texas now since 2011. And, uh, what, brought you, what brought you to Texas? Work. I came from, my, from the company I was with at the time and... Uh, you know, asked for an opportunity and I, I took it and really uh, enjoyed it. So. Oh, good. Do you had, where did you live beforehand? Oh, before, oh, before New like, Jersey? Or yeah. Between? Yeah. Yeah. Like you grew up in Jersey, but where yes. were you living before you moved to Texas? Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah. So I was actually born and raised in New Jersey. I was in New Jersey until 2004 and okay. I was in Florida. I lived in, uh, just North of, uh, just North of Jupiter, Florida from okay. 04 to 11 and then Texas okay. and 11. And both Florida and Texas were job relocations. Okay. Uh, do you find uh, living in East Texas a was it a culture adjustment or what? What you was know, most interesting about it? No. I, fun, funny enough, Houston is a bit. Uh, I call it a little bit of a melting pot, right? You have a lot of uh, because of the oil and gas industry, a lot of Canadians, right. a lot of Europeans. Uh, I met one of my best friends who. Uh, is from Long Island, New York, who, yeah. long story short, uh, was actually Joan Jett's bassist, played with the Dell Lords. I met him. Oh, how fun. He, yeah, I met him down here. So, yeah, I, I find it really wasn't a culture shock I, 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 uh, for, the, for the most part. Now, uh, the, the difference between what I, the, the big difference I would say is maybe certain foods are a little better down here in the back home and vice versa. But other than yeah. that, uh, I really enjoy it. So I think the couple of things that I find interesting um, when I moved from Louisiana to Dallas, um, is the, I, 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 had, I had vaguely heard of dry counties, like <laughs> Ruston, Louisiana, 
you know, up north, you know, northern Louisiana, there are um, dry counties, but, you know, in South Louisiana, where I was from, you know, no way, right, uh, right, you know, right. they built, you know, the joke is they build bars without locks on the door because they never <laughs> close. That's right. Um, so when I moved to Dallas, it was really weird because we'd be in a grocery store and we'd be going and like, where's the beer? Yeah, we don't sell beer. Like what? Yeah. Like, yeah, this is dry. And, oh, yeah. you know, and like, and, and there was no rhyme or reason, Mark, like the Tom Thumb across the street would have beer and the Kroger, you know, the just just yeah. the same street just on different you know sides of the street and you know the curve would be dry and it just was very weird for me absolutely absolutely i've run into what here which was a little bit of an adjustment was on sunday you can't buy before noon right and so it'd be eleven forty, and i'd have you know put beer up on the yeah. and be like, no sir not we got 20 yeah. more minutes <laughs> so that's yeah. always been an interesting one too uh, now they just made the law where you can do it at 10 yes I just that's saw right that. yeah that's right uh yeah because we'll um you know, my son grew up here. He was born in 89. So he spent his whole life living in Dallas. So he has been a cowboy fan from birth. He was quick to tell you he was born during the Tom Landry era, uh, Okay. you know, okay. and then, uh, then like he was three weeks old when Jerry bought the team. So uh, he saw some good times. Yes. yes, he did. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you know, like you're, if you don't remember, um, Nope, you can't, you know, I know it's 11 o'clock and you're heading to somebody's house, but nope, you cannot pick up the beer. You're out so, of luck. Absolutely. Yes. No doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Well, great. Um, well, Mark, let's, I always like to start at the beginning to talk about growing up. What kind of music did your family listen to uh, when you were a kid? Yeah, absolutely. My, uh, my dad, had, he was a, a huge fifties uh, rock fan, right? So Chuck Berry, Little Richard, uh, Gosh, uh, Fats Domino, um, love the Four Seasons as well, which I know a little, 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 little bigger. My mom was interesting enough. She was more of a, uh, um, El- of course, an Elvis fan being of that generation, but also a big country music fan. So I kind of grew up with uh, the best of both of you, a lot of Chuck Berry, a lot of uh, uh, Little Richard, a lot of Fats, um, Johnny Cash, uh, of course, Roy Orbison, who kind of transcends uh, all, all genres. So that was, that was really the music I, I grew up on. I would say, interestingly, more classic than contemporary, if, if that makes sense. So they really weren't listening to, uh, to ABBA. They were listening to stuff that was, that, you know, predated me in the seventies. Sure. All right, good. Well, um, and did you embrace that? Did you? Yes, very, okay. very, very much so. I used to, I used to love, um, you know, my dad, when we had kind of dating ourselves at the old record players, but he put the vinyl on of, of Chuck Berry. We would, me and my sister would dance around and we, 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 we loved it. Yeah. It was, it, it was great. I, the, the, my mom's country was a little, little harder to embrace, but once I kind of got it, it, yeah, yeah I liked it. I liked it as well. No doubt. Good. So when you started growing up and getting into high school, did you go through a rebellious phase? Did you kind of mm-hmm. reject, reject or kind of just added to the repertoire of music? I think added to it. You know, my, my mom used to say I gave her, you know, no problem until I was 25. <laughs> okay. 25, some, some personal things. But no, I, no, no real rebellion. I, I kind of enjoyed what, what they were listening to and definitely added to it myself. I think by high school, when now I can start appreciating some some, some Jay Giles and, and some uh, uh, Eagles and, and Boss Skaggs, that kind of mm-hmm. started coming across as well. What, um, when do you, what year, what era high school when did you graduate? Oh, I graduated in 87. Okay, okay. So you're about 10 years uh, past me because I graduated in 77. Okay. So, um, so I always, how did you discover Bruce? And if you can, can you explain what about his music spoke to you? Sure. So uh, I had some older cousins, okay? okay. And they were, if, if, you know, putting the time frame right, it was around the river okay. album came out. And they were listening to the river. And so 81, I was 11, well, 12. Okay. Yeah. 12. And so, um, you know, I liked it. And it was, it was interesting. And I knew Bruce Springsteen. I knew... Um, my little, this is so funny. My little league coach would take us home from practice and he would be playing the, the, 
the Bruce albums. And yes. I remember talking about how Born to Run was going to become the New Jersey State song with the New Jersey. But it was, you know, I knew of Bruce Springsteen. I knew certain songs. I could hear him on the radio. I knew he was from New Jersey. Kind of, kind of that. The, the moment that I call my, uh, my John Landau where <laughs> I was hearing music for the very first time, it, probably like a lot of people in my generation was born in the USA. And it, believe it or not, it was a song that now that I've got it into Bruce, I probably wouldn't even have it in my top 50, <laughs> if not even 100. But it was Cover Me. Believe it or not, I heard right. Cover Me. I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is, this is, you know, this is Bruce Springsteen. And then we, you know, I started listening to it in, in Darlington County and Born in the USA, obviously, Downbound Train. I was like, this is amazing music. And, and what, what appealed to me, and I, I probably didn't, Use these words then, but it's probably what I was thinking. Then, which wasn't mature enough. While you had, and if, if you remember that, that my high school years was also the big hair metal days, right? When, when that when that was mm-hmm. going, yeah. On. And a lot of that music was what I would call about, you know, was about sex, right? Or about, yes, Bruce Springsteen's music was about the guy chasing the girl. He didn't quite get her yet, but he but he was chasing right. her. It was about you know, I saw my dad get. My dad was a blue collar guy, so I saw him get up every day and go to work and come home late with his, you know dirty clothes and his dirty boots. It was very relatable. And, you know, it was like he was, like he was, yeah, I saw like so many of us, it was like he was speaking to me. Like this was yeah. a direct message to me. And I remember saying, all right, I got to get, I got to get more, more albums. I got to start listening to more. And um, interestingly, I remember, okay, let's, let's start at the beginning. And I don't know, if, you know, every people, a lot of people had this, this uh, uh, reaction. When I put greetings on, it was so different than Born in the USA. I was blown away that this is the same artist. And, and it, it just, it just from that moment, I, I say, it was, it was a love affair that's gone on for, for 30-something years. Yeah, um, you know, I had a similar experience. I've talked about this before. Uh, right out of I graduated high school, I kind of discovered, I bought the Beach Boys Endless Summer 8-track and fell in love with their harmony and that that surf music and that whole car music and everything and so i went through and was buying every beach boy album i could find and the first time i bought pet sounds i'm like what this this is not a beach boy album what what is this and now then um by far if if you push me favorite album i would go pet sounds i mean even even that sacrilegious on a Bruce Springsteen podcast, it just, it, it just something about that album just still to me is just so beautiful and speaks to me, but it was totally different, right? It's um, a, a quick pet sound story. Oh, when, please. When, anytime. Always. When, when Rolling Stone came out with the top 500 albums of all time. Yeah. I, I know they've had different iterations. Well, the one I remember seeing pet sounds was number two, I believe, or three. Yeah. Exactly. It was, I think it was Sergeant Peppers. I think it was Pet Sounds, and it was Highway 61 Revisited. Yeah. And I said, you know, Beach Boys. And I went and got Pet Sounds. And again, just like you, I could not believe it was the Beach Boys. It was so ahead of its time, in my opinion, revolutionary. Yes, absolutely felt the same way. Yeah, it, it was. And, um, you know, and I also, I can imagine, um, you know, the I can picture, and I've heard a couple of people talk about it, right? Like, you know, born in the USA is your gateway drug, right? And it, it <laughs> and I, and I, and I still say, too many times, snob Springsteen fans will, <sighs> born in the USA, like, hey, right. that's a lot of great songs. It, oh. you know, it, 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 you know, I, I understand that we've probably overheard "I'm on Fire" and "Cover sure, Me" yeah. as you talk about, right? Um, but I picture the guy or gal like, oh, I really like this Born in the USA. I wonder what this Nebraska thing is, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. But I, you know, it's funny because I think people in my generation, right, are, as you put it, which is great, the gateway drug was born in the USA. And, and I, there was a time where, I don't know if feeling guilty about some right word, but I'm like, well, I had no choice. I was a 14. That's when I came of age. Yeah. You know, and and I think you're right. I think born in the USA, you, have, you get that little bit of that snobbiness. Um, I'll put Downbound Train up as one of the greatest Bruce Springsteen songs. Yeah. Ever. I mean, it stands, it stands on the song. Yeah. And the whole album, I mean, if you listen uh, to, uh, again, it became, it got a little co-opted, but born in the USA, 
the song about a Vietnam veteran coming back home and how hard it is to adjust is, is, is such, I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, uh, I've said this multiple times, Mark. And so if, if you're a regular listener, you know, skip ahead 10 seconds. But, um, you know, I had Heather on the phone on the podcast a few months ago, and her whole episode was all about Leonard Cohen, because that's her favorite musician. And she said what she thought was the most funny is that Leonard Cohen's most famous song, Hallelujah, and Bruce Springsteen's arguably most famous song, Born in the USA, are both their most misunderstood songs. <laughs> right, right, right. And yeah, uh, it is. And, you know, um, I, you know, I had a buddy of mine um, and, you know, he'll say to this day, he said, I listened to Born in the USA so much that it just, I, I've, I've, it's like a food that I've eaten so much that I'm like, I just, I'm tired of eating this food anymore. He goes, I, I don't, he says, I acknowledge that it was a great album and it is a great album. It's just, I've heard it so much that I'm just like, now that I need a break and listening to other things. Right, right. Yeah. So as you're, you know, discovering and going through, um, you already talked a little bit about greetings, but talk about going and finding other albums and, and your Bruce path, your Bruce journey. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, uh, if I remember correctly, I think I, the next two albums I got were Greetings, and I, I did not get, <laughs> interestingly enough, which now has become my favorite, we'll, we'll get to that up sure later, Wild and Innocent, mm-hmm. I ended up getting Darkness. So I had okay. Born in USA, Greetings, and Darkness. And, I, I, you know, I think with Greetings, it was, it was the words, it was the rhyming, it was, you know, like, just... Uh, that, that whole that whole thing just was, was incredible. Whereas darkness, yeah. it was like it, it, I call it, it was like a, a punch to the stomach, right? Yeah. It was like like the um, in Promised Land, right? When he talks about uh, I ain't a boy, I'm a man. Yeah, I, I was probably 15, going on 16 when I was going through it, and it was just so it just spoke to you. And again, it was about and you'll probably I'll probably say this numerous times here. It was like someone was speaking to you. Like he wrote it for me, you know? And so yeah. that was, that was a, an amazing, amazing um, re- revelation. So I think, I think at that point, uh, by not long as I, I had, I had the, at that point it was not a big catalog, but I had, I had the whole catalog. I thought it was interesting. I remember people telling me, you're not going to like Nebraska. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Interesting. And I love Nebraska. I thought Nebraska was so, I, I mean, not just Atlantic city, but, uh, all this of Nebraska itself, they were just fantastic. It was just fantastic music. And then, if, if you if you follow the timeline, as I'm getting into all this, is when Live seventy five to eighty five comes out. And right. then it was just then it was just okay. Now this is now I've got some a live catalog here and 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 the studio stuff. And it was it was it was full bore. And then not long after that was um, you know Tunnel Love came out and, and yeah. Off we, uh, off we're running. Yeah. Uh, so, Mark, um, I always like to preface, you mentioned, you know, kind of you've gotten live tracks now. I always like to preface the amount of times you've seen Bruce as a bad, it's, it's not a fair barometer of how big of a fan you are. There are people that have never seen him. There are people that have seen him hundreds of times. So mm-hmm. um, how about you? What, where are you I, in the I, thing? I, I'm in, I'm in the thirties. Okay. I'm in there. So when I lived in New Jersey, it was great. Like the rising tour, for example, Yeah. he played, I think it was 10 nights at, at giant stadium. I went to six or seven, yeah. whatever, whatever it was. So I, I've had the advantage of being in New Jersey where he's done a lot of long stands yeah. and was able to do that. And then I also was working. I had a job where I traveled a lot Okay. and I would, I would schedule trips around where Bruce was going to be. So I actually saw him in, in St. Paul and then Houston before I lived here by myself. I actually literally went to the concert yeah. by myself, I was, which is a unique experience. I kind of recommend it for, uh, for a fan out there. If you haven't done it, it's, it's, it's it can be really enjoyable and you kind of can take, take it all in. So yeah, I'm in the thirties. Yeah. I, um, I drove to Nashville and saw him there. Um, and then, um, and then my favorite story speaking of pet sounds is um, I worked for a company that had a small office in Winnipeg, Canada. Mm-hmm. 
Oh. And um, and I went to Winnipeg about once a year because the five or six agents that worked there all reported to me. And so I went to my boss and I said, hey, I haven't been to Canada in about a year. Do you care if I go? And he says, no, I don't care. I said, OK, I got to give you the truth is. <laughs> Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys is playing in Winnipeg, and that's why I'm picking these days. Right, right. Uh, okay, I appreciate your candor, but I don't care. So, you know, and that was, you know, and so I did, you know, I flew in and specifically was, you know, timed my trip so I could go see, you oh, yeah. know, Brian at, in Winnipeg. And uh, so that's, that's oh, neat. Yeah. Um, so any stories you want to share about tours or concerts or memorable events? Sure, were, sure. Were, were you in Woodlands in 2016? I was. I was in the Woodlands in 2016. That was a good show. That was one of the best shows. And I'm not just saying it was one of the best shows. I, I, I mean, from a set list perspective, you couldn't get, yeah. you couldn't get much better. Um, now, what I ended up reading at the time on Backstreets was there was a little bit of an audible where he was supposed to start with... Um, a different song and ended up changing right. starting with seeds which i thought was fantastic yes so i had been at um i can't remember now if it was magic or working on the dream but one of them he was in houston and um so i think it was working on a dream and he opened with seeds so i'd seen that and so this is your sword is one of my songs i was chasing and he was okay. going to open with this is your sword <laughs> yes. and then tom morello looks over and goes hey we're in Houston. Oh yeah, we should cut this song <laughs> that Jesse specifically wants to hear, and uh, let's play Seeds. So, yes, uh, yes. yeah. But um, and you know, I I always think of my buddy Sam, who, as I talked about, says that he's heard "Born in the USA" the album too much. He said, but there's no doubting when those two brothers got up to do "No Surrender." Oh, you're like fun. that's the definition of joy that he was said, that's amazing the, yeah that was amazing yeah that was one of the, that was that was one of the best moments i've seen at a, at a, at a, at a bruce show no, no question yeah uh and they were nice enough they actually were on the podcast oh and wow so I, yeah Excellent. i was able to get both of them on and then um uh about a year two years ago i guess because it, it was before the pandemic um we went to austin in june to go see john hyatt john hyatt was going to be at the paramount theater in austin okay an acoustic show and um the two brothers the flores brothers said oh we're going to can we meet beforehand and so we, we got to see him we got to meet them in person and got to talk a little bit oh, that's wonderful yeah so um yeah i i agree in fact i will a lot of people who have been on the show have not seen that and i've said google it and i said also the the audible of you know um you know one step up with you know the sign request and you yes. know the band figuring out okay we're going to figure this out as we go <laughs> amazing and, yeah just really made for a pretty special show yes no doubt no yeah doubt. so tell me other stories maybe from uh, oh, tours sure so so the <laughs> so the first time I was going to go see Bruce was the morning USA tour stadium leg giant stadium. Okay. And I get tickets and it happens to be the same night, uh, my cousin Ricky's wedding. Mm. And I remember saying to my mother, well, I'm going to have to miss the wedding. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna miss Bruce and of course, of course that would, that was shot down. So I said, okay, long story short, get tickets for the next to last night. And it's rained out oh, and it's no. moved. And it's moved to September 1st. It's going to be the last night of the giant stadium leg, um, which happens to be my dad's birthday. My dad being super cool is like, don't go see Bruce Spring. So we ended up, me and my buddies took a cab to go see Bruce Spring's giant stadium. And it was, um, uh, when we get there, there's a sign and it says, you know, the boss with an arrow. And I remember the, the, the guy said, the said, well, my boss, See, what time I get back with this cab, this traffic, I'm gonna be in trouble. So I just, I just never, I never forgot that. Interestingly, about that show, uh, because of the, because of the postponement, he did uh, growing up, which he had not done a lot on the, on the stadium leg of uh, Born in the USA. Did growing up, mm -hmm. and he, and he closed with Santa Claus is coming to town on September first, which was, which was fantastic. That, that was, 
you know, that was an amazing, you know, like everybody says, when you see them live the first time, there's, there's yeah. nothing quite like it. Uh, so that was great. Uh, then we saw him, I saw him tunnel love tour either the second or third night of the, of the actual tour in the, in the old spectrum in Philadelphia. Uh, we went down, we actually scalped tickets. This is obviously before StubHub and those sort of things. And that was the first time I ever heard Rosalie a lot. And that was, you know, just yeah, an, an amazing, an amazing moment. Uh, two other, two other quick ones, if you, if you don't mind, I'll tell you. Oh, no, um, please. I got to see him on the um, Tom Joe tour in Connecticut. Ooh. And that was incredible. With, with his little theater in Connecticut, uh, Bruce came out, made a joke about how, you know, no singing along, no no clapping. It's the if you, if you if you do that, the state police are going to call you out, you know, come and get you. And then towards towards the towards the end, um, you know, he uh, he played a lot of the Tom Joseph. But to hear it was the first time I heard you know, Promised Land. Uh, I think he played uh, played Darkness uh, Factory acoustic was just was just amazing. That that mm-hmm. was really really great. And then a two songs that I had been chasing um, and. And what I tell you, they're two pretty popular ones too. But first one was Kitty's Back, right? Okay. I've never, I've not heard Kitty's Back. Went to go see him. It was the Rising Tour, the, the stadium stadium leg. And a uh, person I went with said, "Do you think he's going to play Kitty's Back?" I'm like, no, he's not going to play Kitty's Back. And sure enough, in the encore, you know, you can't mistake that that riff. And I'm, he's playing Kitty's Back. Well, that was great. And then, long story short. I, I must have a thing with Bruce getting postponed, but I had tickets to go see him uh, when Danny passed. Okay. And so they postponed the tour. So they came back and you know, talked about Danny and they opened up, I remember they opened up with uh, blood brothers and he went into, uh, I want to be with you, which was incredible rendition. Sure. But uh, again, I, I spent maybe too much time on backstreets.com. They basically said uh, what appeared to be an audible, the band was walking off the stage and he came back. And closed with Kitty's back, so that was that. Oh, was that's nice. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. And then the, the other one was uh, I got to see him in, in, in Sunrise, Florida again. And if you remember, I think it was a uh, fall of '09. Uh, that's September, October, November, where he was doing the full album song. Right. And so I didn't have a ticket to that show, but I guess in, you know, in preparation, they were playing a lot of stuff, and so I got to hear Jungle Land with mm. Clarence live, and I was like, okay, nice. that's a. That's a, yeah. that's a, that was definitely one, one off the list. So those are just a couple, you know, of, of, of the moments that really stand out. Yeah. Um, I was in Louisville for the river tour, um, the second river tour. And it's the first time I'd ever seen this where, you know, they had done shout. He had already done the, you know, you just saw the, you know, mm-hmm earth shattering and 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 i swear everyone was walking off stage right and i saw because i had seats from the corner so i was seeing them and i and i saw uh max hand his drumsticks to someone you know and all of a sudden bruce picks up a guitar and you could see i to me at least it looked like what 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 do you mean you know (laughs) and uh and they did a they just did a quick bobby Jean. Oh, you know, what a nice song! Too, too. Yeah, yeah, and it 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 felt. I've I've said this before. It felt like that when you discover a missing Christmas present <laughs> under the tree. Like, oh my God, how did we miss this? Yes, you yes. know. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So that was. Those are kind of special moments. That's awesome. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. Um, so yeah, let's let's move into you know favorite albums and 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 songs and you've you've already talked about by the way my first seven shows he did not do thunder road oh my so god i was like, okay. like like how did i not hear thunder road i've not heard yes. thunder road live yeah oh, I know. Like, yeah there's something there, I, I always say this to people to to you know talk about the born in the usa being overplayed i mo- i once made a comment if i never heard hungry heart live again i'd be okay because I, I heard it so many times. Well, that, stuff. that's my, once again, that's, and Sam has now been talked about more than he never is. But, <laughs> you know, Sam always like, I don't need to hear Born to Run Live again. Give me another song. Take that one out and put it. And I go, yeah, but Sam, everyone's show is someone's first show. 
And if you go to see Bruce Springsteen for your first time and you don't get born to run, you're going to be disappointed. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and so absolutely right. There are, um, you know, I, I, and there are like, um, we were driving to Houston for that show I was talking about. And uh, it wasn't the Woodland show. It was at, you know, like one of the downtown, you know. Right, Toyota yeah, Center. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and Sam was complaining that um, I swear Badlands is on every four songs on E Street Radio. I swear they have just got it on rotation. Like <laughs> we are hearing Badlands so many times. And, and part of it was, like we had listened to a live show, you know, the, right. the, the three and a half hours from Dallas. Right. And um, so we were there in the Toyota center and the lights go down and they, they open up and they start badlands. And Sam looks at me like, really, <laughs> really, <laughs> really. I, oh yes. yes. <laughs> and, I can understand that. And, and it is, you know, truly first world problems, right. That the, just, you totally. know, but, but totally, it is, yes. yes. Uh, you know, it's kind of, that's good. That's hilarious. All right. So let's talk about album songs that mean a lot to you. Oh gosh. Um, so it just, you know, I only have one, I only have one child, so, but I always think when people say, pick your favorite child sort of thing. I, 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 can't, I always come back to Night as my favorite Bruce. I don't, I don't know, I don't know why, you know, it, it, there's, it's it just something, I love that song. I've gotten to hear it uh, several times live, which is, you know, fantastic. For whatever reason, what, I'm, what I've been listening to now a lot live, and, and this is one of the, one of the benefits of YouTube, is I've been listening to all the songs from Wild and the Innocent from uh, lot live shows. I, there's there's the, the show, I guess, in September of 09, where we did the album at the Garden. And there is an amazing, amazing rendition of Incident and then Kitty's Back that are just mind-blowing. And I don't know why, but I've been spending a lot of time recently on, on, on Wild on Wild the Innocent. Um, I, I, you know, a couple of, you know, talking earlier about the, the snobby thing or the not, well, I, I do find, I find that there's the Tunnel of Love and what I call the uh, albums released on the same day, Lucky Town and uh, Human Touch are very underrated albums. I think, I think those are ones that, that, you know, the aficionados sometimes look down on me. Maybe not. I, I, I shouldn't say that, but I think, so. I, think I think, so. I, I think Roll the Dice is a great song. I think, um, oh gosh, Living Proof brings tears to my eyes every, every time I, every time, every time I hear it. So there's so, there's so many that, that, you know, that just, just, just love, um, Devils and Dust. I, I mean, I, 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 I love them all, but the, the night, so if we go album wise, Born to Run, uh, Darkness, Wild Initiative, and, uh, uh, Greetings just probably are, are, yeah, I've probably changed tomorrow, but those are probably the tops in, in my mind. And is it is it just greetings, the poetry, and you know how it's just something very different? Yes, it, you know, I I I, I describe it to some. Uh, I have friends that have you know probably kids around your age, sons around, yeah. around your son's age, and some of them are, some of them are just not in. A lot of them are into you know new music and, right and, and i described greetings as almost kind of a, a very early rap album yeah if you will it's a lot of just words and rhyming and maybe some of the songs you know don't make sense either. maybe just you think yeah. about it but but it's in, it's it's incredible and it, it is that it's the words it's it's like um does this bus stop at 82nd street it really if you, if you really sit there and listen to it it makes no sense right yeah. if, if we're starting to but it's amazing. It, 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 you, you just you just you just love it. So I think yeah, I think I think the poetry and the rhyming absolutely, Jesse, absolutely. You know, I um, I, I I I love that Tunnel of Love probably would be on my list of underrated albums, and and totally I just agree. I I really, uh, and I had a guy several years ago said you got to have. You either have to have your heart broken a few times or you've got to have a few oh, yeah. years of, you've got to have been married for a while to understand Tunnel of Love, right? Yes. Like it is not a young man's album. Um, I, I, 
I like that. And um, the, you know, for my Father's Day gift this past um, June, um, my son and wife watched um, Springsteen on Broadway with me. My son had never seen it. And Linda had tried to see it and was got it. It's it's really funny. Um, it's it's almost like a comedy because we're watching and she's like, okay, I'm depressed. I cannot watch this crap anymore. I'm gone to bed. And like two minutes later, Chris, uh, you know, Bruce goes, all right, I'm going to get you off suicide watch. We're now going to talk about, you know, (laughs) and so, and so when she watched the second time, she really smiled at that. Um, But, you know, Linda's like, I don't understand growing up. You know, what, what is this? I mean, did he do all this? And I'm like, well, you know, in his mind, he did all this, his, Mm -hmm. you know, in this, his imagination. And some of these are in my mind, these are, you know, like similes, like allusions to what he did. And, you know, um, and, you know, maybe climbing a, a, you know, on top of the school might be, you know, a pirate's mm-hmm. mast or whatever you want to talk about. And once she heard that, she went, oh, okay, well, let's, I like this. I like this. It makes lot. sense. Right, right. Yeah. And Chris immediately just really loved it. He just was like, I love that song. So that's great. Yeah. Um, what uh, got them both was, and Chris especially, he had never heard the story of the wish. And when he heard that, you know, Linda, who, um, you know, has lost both her parents, my mom is still alive, you know, she was really impressed with that. And Chris just was like, I love that song. That is such a beautiful song. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, So thoughts on Letter to You and Western Stars. Okay. So I'll say Western Stars. I've gone through, you know, some, some loss of my life relationship wise and, and yeah. lost my, I lost my mom in, in June of 20 to COVID actually. Oh in no. Jersey. And for whatever reason, uh, Tucson train literally to me is like, if I were going to write how I felt in life, yeah, I was, I, if, if I had the, the ability to write like that, and it's almost as if it's speaking, it's speaking to me. So I, I love, I love Western Charles. It was, um, you know, I have a lot of friends down here in Houston who are real country folks. Yeah. And I put a couple of tracks on from like, this is out. This is amazing. And I, my one friend was really impressed because on the highway on Sirius highway 56, they were saying, uh, they're yeah. playing some of the tracks from it. He was like, Hey, I just heard Bruce Springsteen on the highway. He's like, there. Yeah. And he told me, which was great. It was the, the, I guess the, the, I'll still call him a disc jockey, the personality yeah. on the, on the highway made a comment. It's like, finally, I get to play Bruce Springsteen on the highway. So that, that was great. And I think letter to you, I, 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 Again, it's, it's, you know, I think as I'm getting older, and I always tell the story, so when I saw Bruce Springsteen, he made a comment about how he's, I'm 35, and I can't be doing all this jumping around anymore, right? And now he's about to be 72, and I'm 52, and I'm like, wow, you know, but it's like his, as his writing's mature, and as we're mature, right? Yes. And so his, your Tunnel of Love analogy was, was great. Like, it, when Tunnel of Love came out, I was eight, uh, 20, it didn't yeah. mean as much to me as after I got divorced. Yes. Then, then it meant a lot more, you know, that yeah. sort of thing, no, no doubt. Yeah. And I think that um, I, I've told this story multiple times on the podcast, um, but, you know, I, I had uh, a lady who is a host of a bereavement podcast. You know, it's all about dealing with grief. And I kind of in the middle of our discussion, I said, you know, have you ever listened, have you listened to Bruce's latest album, Letter to You? And she goes, no, no. And I said, well, I think you should. I think you'd find it interesting. And she, you know, like three days later, emailed me and said, oh my gosh, this album is all about grief. Can I come back on the podcast and now talk to you about it? <laughs> because, you know, she says it fits perfectly with what my show is about, you know, my podcast about. Absolutely. And, um, and I, I'm like you, I, I, I imagine 
the Tucson train story. I mean, I just, it, I totally figure out that, you know, the narrator has messed up bad. I don't know if it's, you know, gambling, drugs, infidelity, irresponsibility. I have no idea, but he has messed up bad and he has moved to this new city and he has gotten his 12 step program for whatever he has. And he Mm -hmm. has, you know, he has gotten this, this job that is physical labor, you know, and, and he has learned this. And all of a sudden, you know, I, I just picture him calling his partner um, and saying, just, just the weekend, just the weekend, you know, I will, I will, I, I will put you up in a hotel, you know, you will have the, but just give me a weekend to show yes. you, you know, how a man can change. Right. Just. The, it, it, the, yeah. Ahead. No, as the line in it that it was like the whole song, but the one that hit me is when he says, if, at night, if I could just turn off my brain and how many times, you know, I've lied in bed and you replay the mistakes you made and you, you know, you can't, you can't get over it, but you, you know, you have to, that, that line and that whole song, I, I think you were, I see it the same way. And a lot yeah. of that I can apply to myself. Actually. Yeah. And, and I, you know, and I do think, um, I was never someone who had insomnia, uh, just never, I, I was just lucky. I was one of those people, unless, unless my wife and I were having a fight, you know, but just normally, you know, I'm tired. I go to bed and Linda, my wife always fought insomnia and, and I being the total jerk would go, well, you know, just lay there in the dark, close your eyes, you know, just, just rest. And then when I had surgery two or three months ago, I don't know why, but all of a sudden I couldn't go to sleep. I couldn't turn my brain off. And I, I begged her forgiveness. I'm like, okay, now that I understand this, it's like, it's like people who've never had migraines or back problems, you know, like, oh, come on, take an Advil. But then you're like, oh, you have your first migraine. You go, okay, I'm, you know, I'm a jerk. Um, So, um, so yeah, I think that it is so hard to turn that brain off. Like how do you do that? So yeah, I, and I love little Steven's version of it. Yes. You know? Yes. And uh, so, so there is no way to know this, Mark. But I've asked a couple of people this question. Let's say we get a tour in 2022. Knock on wood. Okay. All of us are hoping. Is it a greatest hits kind of tour, or will he do a lot of letter to you as if it had not been a year and a half since he released the album? It's interesting. I heard an interview with Bruce probably around the Tunnel Love time frame. Yeah. And, and, he, and I remember, I'll never forget, he had a comment in there. He said, you know, I'm not knocking anyone, but I never want to be a Las Vegas greatest hits act. Right. right? I've always wanted, I always wanted some new material. And I think that's why with the reunion tour, even though there was not necessarily an album, I guess he played greatest hits, he played a lot of the stuff that ultimately came out on tracks, a lot of unreleased yeah. stuff. I, my gun to my head i think we're gonna, it's going to be a lot of letter to you and and, and as if the, as if the time didn't pass that, that's my own personal yeah unless he surprises us and puts out another yes, album next absolutely. year right absolutely yeah and in fact i'm going to ask you in a few minutes what songs are you still chasing and i put the at caveat exclude western stars letter to you okay. right because we're, yes. those, we're, we're, we're all, all chasing it, yes, yes we all right. want those like you know i um it, um it, i i really was convinced that burning train would be the perfect song to start the tour with and then oh, when yeah. he did then when he did ghost on saturday night live i went okay maybe <laughs> ghost would be a good yeah. song if you do that so that's great um that's yeah I, um, I, the people that own our network, uh, that own the, my podcast network are not big Springsteen fans, but they wanted to, they, they always like, Hey, Jesse, if you need us to be on an episode, we'd love to join you. And I said, well, how about you guys watch, have you seen Western stars? Like, no, what is that? I'm like, well, you know, basically Bruce did an album. And he 
knew he couldn't tour with it. So he got together, not the E Street Band, but a different band and basically played the album live and um, at his farm in Jersey and they filmed it. I said, and then there's things between. I said, so why don't you, as a non-Bruce Springsteen fan, why don't you watch the film and then you come on and talk about it? And so um, Sunday night, I got a text from Martha and like, oh my God, thank you for showing <laughs> us this. So That's fantastic. It, That's yeah, great. in the next week or so, they're going to join me and just talk about that as you oh, know, awesome. Yeah. I think that's going to be a fun, you know, from a non, cause you know, as my wife always says, you're going to love anything he does, Jesse. And I'm like, well, yes. Right. True. I, true. I, I didn't love Seeger sessions, but overall you're right. I mean, you right. know, yes, it right. is. Um, so how about it, Mark? Are there songs you're chasing? Oh, definitely. So okay. uh, I have to go again as of today. Yeah. Uh, incident would probably be number one. Wow. Incident, okay. incident would probably be number one. Uh, e Street Shuffle. Uh, meeting Across the River. Yeah. I've not heard. Those, those are probably the ones where, you know, I think if I had, if I had any of those, again, not counting Western Stars or Letter to You, those, yeah. those, would, be, those would be the three that, that I've not heard. And those are actually three, like a lot of times, you know, I'll, I'll say like, no way I'm getting lion's den from tracks, but you know, I would go crazy, you know, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, you know, uh, doing that. So those are three that you have a chance getting. And, I mean, and, and yeah, and I'm really like, okay, you know, to, to your point, I would love to hear stolen car tracks rendition. Yeah. Right? I know. I know I'm probably not going to get that. Right. right. So yeah. I'd love to hear um, ra- uh, Racing in the Streets 78, which I love that 78. Version. Yeah. Probably not going to get So I tried to make it where, well, you know, I'm trying to do the, do the percentages. Like you said, Lion's End would be a fantastic. Yeah. Probably not going to get it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That have that. That's good. Um, so um, what do you, what do you, what do you think he's got in store for us next? What, what do you think? as a fan or maybe is there something you're hoping for oh gosh you know i, I i'd like to see I, I, okay what i think we have in store next i think is we're, we're gonna, he's going to go on tour with the whole band right with the east street band plus the, the background singers and the the, the the horn section i think i think yeah. we'll get something similar to what we saw um in the woodlands in in, in six years so I you think, think you'll think we'll get that um the E Street Orchestra. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. What I would love to see, now this is something different. I would like to see him tour, and, and maybe it's a select, uh, well, two things. I, I would love to have seen him take uh, Broadway on the road yeah. and do theaters all over the country. I thought, and I thought we were going to get that, and I probably because a couple were not, but I thought, even if he just went to the, you know, 10 cities in the U.S., maybe I thought would, that would be amazing. I, I've always said I'd like to see a I'll call it a slim down E Street band, right? Just the, just the E Street band. You want to have Patty? I understand that. I understand you don't want to, you know, keep Nils and Little Steven, but just just the yeah. E Street band. And I would love to just see maybe him play the, the, the album side thing to me is just such a great concept. Do that. Do that. Do a tour of that where each night's going to be a different album side plus plus some other. Yeah, that, that's a kind of a dream. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Like I would. You know, when at the end of the working on the dream, they did some of that. And, um, you know, I would love to see him do magic, you know, and just, you know, that and, and, uh, you know, tunnel of love, as you're talking about, it would be fun. Um, it is always interesting. Um, all right, Mark, what haven't I asked you that I should have? Oh, gosh. Um, from from Bruce Spring's perspective, I think the uh, well, I guess interesting. You didn't ask um, who's my favorite member of the E Street Band. Maybe that, that would okay. Be, and, and, you're, and the answer may surprise you. Okay. Um, I think the other thing was you might ask me or I'll volunteer how literally and, and um, the death of Danny and Clarence affect not affect but how it hit. Like I remember my mother crying yeah. when Elvis died, and right. I couldn't understand it. I, it was like what. 
And then I kind of understood when Danny went first that it was a piece of your youth was gone and something that was so, you know, even though Bruce is the, is the, is the focal point at the center, the E Street Band was such, it still is such a factor, an important aspect of my life. And to have a component of it taken away forever was, I, I remember I called E Street Radio and actually talked to um, Dave Marsh yeah. when it happened. And I said, I said, it feels like, I feel like my childhood ended. Like I finally have grown up and, and he, he, he liked that. And then Clash was, that was hard to wrap my head around. That really was difficult. And I was kind of concerned that, and how is Bruce going to handle this? Is he still going to tour? And I think getting Jake in there was, was awesome. I thought that was just a oh, great cool. way to do it. Yeah. And I think it helped that during the Wrecking Ball tour, you know, they had a horn section. So there wasn't that like yes. on the river tour, you know, they had, you know, um, you know, Jake by himself, but during wrecking ball and high hopes, right. They had that whole horn section. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't that pressure, even though yes. Jake slowly came and did that. Um, you know, push comes to shove. I'd love to have Susie on the show. I mean, I, I know little Steven would tell great uh, stories. <laughs> yes. I, you know, I'll take anyone. But do you some follow reason, him on, do you follow Stevie on Twitter? And I do. And I love him. He is one of the, because he answers, first of all, he gets debates. Answers. Yes. Somebody put up there the other, it was a couple months ago. Like, Did you have, didn't you have a Cadillac convertible with a Jersey plate that said Miami on it? And he posts a picture of it 10 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious. Yes. Great. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to his book. Yes, I think too. it's going to be great. And uh, I know um, the uh, I I reached out to his publicist. Now, um, none but the brave has posted. They've got a two part interview with him. But I went to his website and, uh, you know, I've been lucky enough to have Marine on twice. And really? uh, yes, awesome. yes, it was nice. And I but I felt weird. Like I, I DM'd her and I said, hey, do you know? who's doing you know steven's promotion for the book and uh she said yes go to this website i'm like okay and i wanted to go can can you just say hey i, I had a good time <laughs> talking cool. to jesse this guy's yes. cool yeah um i um and i i i appreciate you telling me about that but do you remember how did you feel during the dark years like when Bruce has fired the band, moved to California. It and was, yeah. Talk about that, Mark. So I saw um, Bruce with the new band. I think he played 10 nights at the Metal Anzer the old Metal Anzer Arena. I think I saw three or four of those shows. Uh, I actually saw the show where he did, a, it was a fundraiser, and he brought Max out to play a number. Stevie and Southside came out and played. Then Clarence came out and played 10th Avenue and Warner. Uh, but anyway, I, I enjoyed those shows and I enjoyed that part of it. Because to me, okay, it's, it, it's great to see the, 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 the together as the band is one thing, but I was still, I was still seeing Bruce Springsteen. He was still playing a lot of the songs that I loved. The move into California didn't bother me. You know, I know a lot of people go, oh, he sold out or he's Hollywood. That really never, I, I, it didn't bother me. What bothered me, I think, was where after that kind of that, after that tour with that, with the other band, there was that period, I think, of three or four years before the reunion tour where there was nothing, no new material. And then uh, Greatest Hits came out. I was like, all right, there's at least there's three or four new, you know, new Bruce songs on it. But it was, it was to me not as bad. I think some maybe longer, longer following E Street Band fans might have taken it worse i i wasn't devastated by it i was kind of accepting if that makes sense did um did you go to any of the reunion shows yes yes so i had a guy on the podcast and i love telling this story um because it's so funny he said he was sitting in the pit at a reunion show and he, in his mind goes, this is it. This is the peak of my Springsteen fandom. 
they've broken up. They've gotten back together. We have had the band. And who knows, every few years, maybe they'll get together and tour again. But, you know, it's been a great ride. He said, and I think back and I want to go to that guy. You've got the rising coming. You've got the magic. You've got yes. an autobiography. You have Broadway. You have a two and a half year tour of the river. Like yes. you, you have letter to you coming. Like yes. you, you, you know, they've only reached halfway of what they're going to do. It's very true. I mean, I thought yeah. the same. I kind of, I remember the reunions were thinking. Well, this is probably going to be it. You know, this is his swan song. He's going to go on and do some different things now. Some of the, and wow, what a way to go out, right? And you're right. And you know, I didn't even mention the rising. Obviously, twenty years of of nine eleven. But when that when that when you listen to that album, and you think that every single song, like you're missing, right? Yeah, that fits someone who went to work or uh, on nine eleven, a New York City fireman or a, a, yeah. a worker in. Hannah Fitzgerald and the World Transfers, or it fits a guy in Ohio whose wife left him. Yeah. It's amazing how you can take every one of those songs and apply it specifically to 9-11 or yeah. something completely different. Yeah. Um, it just, it, it, it is, there is no great significance to it, Mark. It's just based on my very first show was the 2002 Rising show here in Dallas. So, Every time I've seen him and I'm at 17 or 18, he's played the rising. Yes. And, and that's the only song that he's, I, that he's played every time. You've heard it every time. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and so. Um, great song. Yeah, it is a great song. And, and, you know, and I don't ever get tired of hearing it. Um, it is, you know, and um, I told my wife and son, um, you know, we, we went out to eat and we came back. I said, oh, by the way, you know, Bruce did a song at the memorial for 9-11. I said, oh, let's go. And I said, and uh, I said, you know, his voice sounded a little strained, you know. I said, but it was early in the morning and I think he was filled with emotion. And both of them, you know, were impressed, like, how emotional he was and how good it sounded um yeah it is i read some article just recently on this 20th anniversary like somehow bruce has become the patron's patron saint of you know 9-11 or something and and i do think he he gave a voice to that yes that is yeah that kind of is you know, goes back to right the hey Bruce, we need you, and you know I was I was just about to bring that up. Yes, yeah, totally, totally. And apparently, one of the things I heard too was he uh, was reading the New York Times the obituaries. Yeah, and how many people would put and the, you know they they talked about how they loved Bruce Springsteen or a Bruce Springsteen song yeah. was played and the Bruce we need you and that's yeah I totally yeah. agree. Yeah, totally it's agree. just yeah, um, and it is. I, you know, I just think it, it, it is a really wonderful legacy. Um, and it always means a lot to me because I was a casual fan. Um, but when I saw that telethon, when it opened, you know, and they're doing, you know, my city of ruins mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh my goodness. Um, yeah. And now then that punch. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is absolutely. Yeah um well very nice um all right if you are a friend of mark's and you're listening to this i hope you've enjoyed the podcast i hope you go back and check other episodes uh but it's time for the merry question and if you're a friend of mark's you have no idea who the merry question is uh but he had homework um (laughs) the jay armstrong is an honors english teacher and recently retired from the philadelphia area and every year he would have his seniors in his honors english class spend two days breaking apart thunder road by bruce springsteen look at all the lyrics they talk about the imagery they talk about the themes of the song and at the end of the two days he looks at the class and says this mary get in the car so mark that's your question Yes. 
I, okay. be- I believe she gets in the car. Now, I have a little different take. I believe they get in the car. And I, in, my, in my head, too, now, that Thunder Road, they're 19-year-old kids. Okay, I have them being a little maybe younger than when, Thunder, when Born to Run came out, Bruce was about 25, 26. Okay. I'm a little younger. And I think they got in the car and they went for a ride. And he decided, all right, I'll take you home and I have to be home. <laughs> Go to school tomorrow sort of thing. Yeah. But I do think that if they get in the car, he gets in the car. Absolutely. Now, is that the consensus answer you get? 60% say yes. Okay. 40% say no. Okay. Um, some of the most interesting answers is absolutely because on Racing in the Street, she talks about being on her daddy's porch, which is the same porch that she dances across. Ah, okay. I like that. Many people talk about, yes, because Mary, she got married in, you know, the river. So they say it's the yes. same. Right. Uh, Mary's, my, Mary's, Mary's place on the yes. rising, right? Yeah. One of my favorites is they said, absolutely. They get in the car. They drive all the way to California. They build a life. And Moonlight Motel is him mourning the death of Mary. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. that gives you a whole That's, new perspective. Yeah, on very Hotel. much so. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, listen to that now when we hang when we're done. Yeah. <laughs> and then one of the other is um, one of my favorites is a guy said, it depends. He said, when the E Street Band does it, she absolutely gets in the car because the end of the song is this triumphant charge. And when he does it solo, she doesn't because Whoa. he's really. You know, he kind of ends very kind of low key, I and he's driving off by that. himself. I love right? that. Yes, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I, I love that too. Uh, Mark, this is a blast. Um, huh. We we we. You know, I, I say this to a lot of people, but in your case, we have a better than fifty percent chance of actually seeing each other in a show. Yes, because no we're this close enough, right? No doubt, absolutely. Um, I, I know. Um, I always had the wish, and I guess Texas just isn't strong enough, but I always wanted him to do, you know, Austin, Houston, Dallas, like, you know, so I could do all three, but yes. he ends up like only doing one of the three. But, um, you know, we now go, if it's in Houston, he's not in Dallas, we just make a road trip to Houston. And I assume you do the same, like if he's Absolutely. in Dallas, yes. Now, now we've got our contact info. I'll yeah, now we're going to do that. Yeah, now we can meet up before drinks and everything. Um, if someone wants to reach you, are, are you on social media at all? I am on Twitter, at okay. emdelesio22. Say again? E-M, I'll spell it, at emdelesio, D A L. E-S-S-I-O 22. Okay. All right. Um, 22, Emmett Smith? Yes. Yeah, well, it was my college hockey number, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, yes. So I guess I should ask that. Did you remain um, Giants fan, or did you move I, to unfor- Texas? Un- unfortunately, Jets? I'm still a Giants fan, unfortunately. It's been, I had some good years. It's been, it's been a, a bit down here. So I like all the New York teams. I'm a Giants, uh, Yankees, which is tough in Houston because of the Astros. And, yes, uh, yeah, absolutely. And a hockey Ranger fan. But, yeah. But I will say this, I, I rooted for the Dallas Stars last year, especially in the finals. They, yeah. uh, I, was, I was definitely pulling for them. Yeah, uh, we were too. We were really excited. They kind of caught lightning in a battle a bottle and uh so um yeah it's it's really funny because um so many bruce fans you know love you know the nfc east teams right whether it's you know whether it's the eagles or the you know the washington football club or the giants and so and i i cannot tell you how many people have like I can't believe I'm friends with a cowboy fan. <laughs> like, well, that's I know awesome. Bruce awesome. brings Bruce, Bruce uh, gives us bridges, so hey, that's great. That's it, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Jesse, this was this was much more fun than I even thought it was going to be. I enjoyed Thank it you. so much. And um, I will pull back the curtain a lot. Did you quit being nervous? Yes, yes, I did. Absolutely. Good. I, and good. I gotta say, once we started talking, Bruce. It, it, recorded. You know, it. it is, um, it is, uh, it is just what it, the beauty of it. So that's great. Absolutely. No doubt. Yeah. All right. Well, Mark, thank you so much. Um, I, I appreciate it. But, and um, it, we will, we will get together uh, somehow either, and we will, we'll break bread together. Um, you know, especially as things open up. 
I absolutely. You know, I, I've gone to, um, you know, we, um, my mom lives and still lives in Lake Charles. So we routinely okay. go through, but I, I've definitely gone to Houston for shows in the past. And uh, so Anytime same thing. You're in town, just let me know and I'll do the I, same. Sounds good, absolutely. my friend. All right, uh, listeners, you please stay safe. Go get vaccinated. Um, ignore our governor in Texas. Uh, we could do a whole nother episode of political stuff right mark no absolutely that, that we just absolutely. like oh i can't believe texas i just can't believe uh but yes uh go get vaccinated remain vigilant wear your mask wash your hands let's all be safe so we can get through this because you know we need to get people back on the road and we need absolutely. to hear live music so thank you mark thank you listeners thank you and jesse we'll, we'll talk to you soon goodbye Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation, and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at setlustingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. We have a website, www.setlessingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Bruce shirts as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listening Bruce. The theme for Set Listening Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.